thank you. Thank you, Stu and Neil, for your courage through the dark years. I can't help you with what you must soon face, except to say the future's not set. You must be stronger than you imagine you can be. You must survive or I will never exist. Little did we know that Carl Reese was talking about the way the Terminator franchise will end up. But luckily, we're doing Terminator, the first film. Stu, Neil, I'm James. I've no idea. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting that intro. Yeah. That was brilliant. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Honestly, wow. Yeah. I, I was trying to, yeah, the reason why I was trying to delay, I was trying to find that quote. I couldn't find it anywhere. It was really upsetting. What was that quote from? Who said um, that? Total Recall. No. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, quote, that quote's from this film, is it? It is indeed. Yes. Yeah, he says that when he's under the bridge, doesn't he? Sarah. He does. He does. It's a passage that he's been made to memorise by John Connor. Well, wow. there we go. But they loved a lifetime, didn't they? Wow. They did. You clearly remember a hell of a lot more than I do about this then. I do. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of my... I think this Back to the Future and Jaws in terms of before we started the film broadcast of like my, one of my favourite films. What about Alien and Superman? Yep. yep. I've got a lot yep. of favourite films. <laughs> <laughs> So. This is just one of a plethora of his favourite films. It is. I, I mean, yes, it is. I mean, where were you guys when you first watched this film? Oh, blimey. Um, well, it was made in 1984, so I was three. I probably watched <laughs> this when I was maybe <laughs> ten. And I, it ten. Was in my, yeah, actually, I do remember exactly when I watched this film because I was ten and I was sat on the sofa watching it. My mum let me watch it, and I think it was an 18 at the time. Don't yeah. judge her. And <laughs> it comes to a point in the film where naughty things happen, and she went to skip it, and me being a 10-year-old, I was like, no, no, what are you doing, what are you doing? So she went, fine. And then all of a sudden they were doing the naughties, and I sat there going, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's funny, it was that scene that you thought I shouldn't be watching this, not... Yeah, not the rest right. of it, I was the fine murders. with. But, yeah. yeah, so that's where it all started then. Basically, yeah, yeah that, that, and, that and anime, when I was introduced to some of that when I was very young by a friend's brother. That's, I think that's when all my problems started. Wow. See, I was <laughs> 10 years old when this came out. And I remember getting this on video, I think it was for Christmas, on like VHS for my 12th birthday. I've still got the video of this. Wow. Oh, wow. And I haven't got a video to play it in, but... It really scared me, but I was fascinated. It's one of those things where I was really scared, but I, I could not stop watching it because oh, no. the robot at the end, that was my biggest memory of this, was the silver robot at the end, the silver skeleton. That's what I'll always remember of never seeing anything like it in my life. Because I loved all the Sinbad with all the stop motion and this kind of was very similar to that and that yeah. that will always be my memory of this film that robot being a complete wow moment you know wasn't it just though it was just oh god yeah brilliant the whole film in it in itself because it, it was again it's one of those films that nothing had been done like it before it was completely new and original and it it just blew me away it was so good how old were you in jay when this came out then uh i'm born 81 so in between you and neil i think uh, uh, Neil, are you 81? No, same 81? as me. Same as me. Oh, You're yeah. slightly older than me, aren't you? Yeah. A few, but yeah. Interestingly, though, I watched. I saw Terminator 2 first. Before Did this. you? Yeah, but 
I remember watching it. I think it wasn't like BBC Two. It was like Sci-Fi Night or something like that. And they were showing it, and it must have been at the weekend, about midnight. And uh, I was watching it on my own TV in my bedroom. And I thought it was all good. I knew it was the Terminator franchise. Still, I think I was a bit older than 10, but still shit myself when that skeleton came out. Did not, even though I knew what they looked like, that was so scary. You think it's over. I, mean, I know we'll get to it. And he pops out from the fire, from the, from the lorry, and follows her. Yeah. And then you think it's over again, and the little fucker's still alive. And he's like, you know, basically got no legs. Isn't he? Yeah. And he's and for, I, I almost found that bit scary as well itself because he, she's got a bad leg and he's trying to chase her. He just won't stop. And oh yeah, it was brilliant. It was really really good. And um, yeah, it haunted. It still haunts me to this day. As to uh, seeing, I think it's the skeleton, the silver skeleton. The fact it's got teeth and those red eyes as well, and the fact that the irises, the eyes, kind of you, you know like open and close, and oh, it just it just looks horrible, doesn't it? But in a good yeah. in like a good way. Great effects for the time, though, weren't they? 1984. I mean, you know, some yeah, of it's were. a bit rubbery, but it's um, it's still very good. Yeah, I mean, I, you're right, Neil. I think I'd argue that the the music, the music and the synthesizer they use <laughs> probably dates it more than the effect itself. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. The synthesizer. Yeah, I can't, yeah. yeah, I could, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, not. A massive budget, considered, considered, considering how good it is. Um, no, 6.4 6. million. Yeah. Opening weekend, uh, 4 million, but gross 38. Worldwide was 78. But then you've got to wonder, I mean, this, this, this would have been the day when it did come out on video. You had like video rentals like Blockbusters and stuff. So I'd imagine it probably made a killing on VHS and, and, and rentals as well. Because I think when it came out, it, 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 it feels like a cult film when you're watching it. But it's obviously, it transcended that status, I think, quite quickly. It's yeah, interesting, definitely. isn't it, when you compare it to the second one, which the yes. budget was $100 million. Mm, Yeah, I know, over double. And that made, eventually, over half a billion. Yeah. Um, so, but to go from 6.4 to 100 is insane, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And considering when they did this, they did so many, loads of, like, guerrilla filming and even Arnold input money himself into the making of it and buying equipment and how strapped they were. And even uh, the idea of where it came from, it is the most bizarre story as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a bad dream basically, wasn't it? Yeah. That was just incredible that it dreamt up this scenario and then managed to kind of build around it. I mean, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, the first memory I have of him is, um, Oh, what Hercules in New York? That's the very yeah. first film I saw him in, and that's uh, the one he's dubbed in, isn't he? Yes, yeah, so I think that's dubbed. I mean, I've only ever seen it once, yeah. and it was just the sheer size of him. And then I remember him from um, the Conan film. Yeah. So that was my kind of my biggest memory of him being just absolutely enormous. Then he's always got away with very little dialogue. But his just sheer presence on the screen, because of his bulk, you can't not but stare at him because he's just so big. But apparently he's meant to be like the ultimate nice guy and professional, isn't he, on set with everyone. Mm. Apart from those uh, rumours that came out about him touching up all those women. Yeah, but at least it was... (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, nice guy. (laughs) But it's meant to be like a, a, a really nice guy on set no not egotistical or anything like that just 
kind of the same said about Brad Pitt as well that they just join in they'll join in with the the extras and the like the crew and things like that they're not segregated in their own massive trailer and demand yeah. privacy and a real diva they're meant just to be like a real people person I did not know that that's, uh, that's yeah, actually nice to know isn't it yeah. it's like one of those don't meet your heroes you'll be disappointed but maybe unless you know maybe not so much with Arnie no no I mean the the YouTube uh, documentary about this is fascinating and it made me look at it after watching that in a completely different way when they tell you how things are done I don't know if you watched it, Neil, after you watched the film after that. But I didn't get a chance to see it, unfortunately. It's been yeah. one of those weeks, but yeah. It's just incredible. When they, they showed an interview with um, Jack Bricker, who did the Terminator special effects. Right. And, um, and Doug Beswick, who did the stop motion effects as well. And when they're showing like the Hunter Killer ships and like the rear projection of when Reese is running through the background, and you've got that massive kind of tank going over those skulls. Like a majority of those skulls are the size of thimbles. They're tiny. Oh, wow. And the, the bigger skull is about the size of a fist. But it's, it's where he put it on the camera kind of to give a bit of distance. Mm. And it's incredible when you see the making of it. And those spaceships were hanging by piano wire. Wow. And they got a um, like one of those smokers for the um, bees just to smoke it. And he says that hit a lot of effects. And it's incredible because when you watch it, that rear projection was just coming in and it's what Cameron really wanted to use. There was a massive thing back then and the rear projection really worked and the lasers that were using. And at the end, when they're crushing the Terminator, it's a plastic uh, a Terminator they use. The majority of it is polystyrene covered in tin foil. And the press, which presses the skull, is made of polystyrene because they didn't actually have that physical crusher to do it. So they built their own one, and it says it just works really well. And the smoke coming up, if you watched it again ever, the smoke coming up is someone smoking on set, just blowing cigarette smoke in front. That's <laughs> <laughs> insane. Yeah, because when you see these films, you never think of what actually goes into it, and the no. fact that they've got someone there having a cigarette blowing the smoke across the screen to give that effect. It really kind of seems like. It's a project from school that kids have done. And the last scene when they were filming um, Connor, uh, sorry, yeah, Sarah Connor driving up that highway into the like the big mountain range, mm. it actually wasn't her. And that's to find a highway in the middle of nowhere um, to actually use that scene. And as they were driving, it was a completely barren place. And it just happened as we were filming that shot, a police car came along and he started asking them for filming permits. And one of the, the sound effect guys, the special effects, I think it was actually um, Jack Brickner. He said that it was his son's project. So he brought his son along to help build up the set. And his son was at college. And he said, look, this is a college um, filming like project that he's doing. And the policeman was like, yeah, OK, go ahead. They had no idea they were filming the end of the Terminator. Um, I think it's one of the sound assistants who's actually driving that and it isn't uh, Sarah Connor in the end so it's it's fascinating to hear all of these things and they were doing guerrilla filming of they found this set right they just woke people up in the middle of the night and filmed and the members of the public were just watching a lot of the reactions are proper reactions because they just filmed illegally in the middle of New York 
because the temperature was right, the light was right. So they just thought, right, let's get everyone together. So I love those behind the scenes stories. It's it just makes the film so much more exciting knowing that they went through all of that. And you can't imagine James Cameron going through this kind of shit to to get everything done, Gail Ann Heard to get everything done. They never thought they were going to do it because um, Linda Hamilton, she broke her ankle just before filming mm. and they were worried and had to put filming back. And a lot of those things involved running. So they thought, we can't get this done, but we've got her now. And just the things that they had to go through that were going to stop the film from being made. And they just blagged it. And I love that. I think it's so interesting. It is, massively. I, mean, I never knew any of that. And it just blows me away because it looks like such a... I mean, I didn't realise it was such a small budget for a film either. Yeah. When you watch it, it feels big budget, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It feels massive and it, it feels an experience that this yeah. was something that they possibly invested hundreds of millions in to mm. make this massive film with all the special effects. But then to find out they had skulls <laughs> made of tin foil and because they couldn't do anything else and someone was blowing mm. cigarette smoke to, to give an atmosphere and cover every other kind of all the streets yeah. that were there. It's, it's just astonishing. Mind-boggling. Yeah, it it's is. so good. Not as good as um, Rush Hour 3, but it's... <laughs> oh, don't even go there. Jesus. He's, he's, to be he's, fair, at least Rush Hour 3 was better than shoot them up. He's like the Terminator, isn't he? The car research. He's not going to stop ever yeah. until... Yeah. Stew, stew, stew. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. And I know before this, Cameron, I think he'd done a couple of things, but he was pretty much broke before Terminator. And... Um, I think he even got his car repossessed. He was li- so the, the legend is he was living he was living off coupons from his mum for buy one get one free, for example, for Big Macs and things. So he'd buy one Big Mac, he'd buy one Big Mac, he'd buy you know one Big Mac, get one free, and he'd, and he'd save the other one for the next day, which is kind of crazy. I mean, supposedly that's how poor he was Blimey. before the Terminator got released. I mean, if that's I I, I really hope that is true because that's the, one of the ultimate rag to riches kind of story. And, and I, I tell you what, Stu, I didn't know half that stuff. And I, I was looking at like behind the scenes videos that people did on YouTube and facts and things. It was almost like I was sitting there in a freaking uni lecture. So cheers for that. I honestly, yeah, that, that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it really is just there's, there's so much with regards to how it's built and the stop motion and things. It's just so good. And the different things they went through, um, because initially that they were going to cast, I think it was due to the, the Alien films, they went Lance Hendrickson as Terminator mm. and they, they were going through it and they thought well, he suits it he's got that kind of strange look about him where he could be the Terminator and they wanted um, Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the good guy yeah, read the script, he was like no I want to be the Terminator and they were had and um, God I keep forgetting his name, James Cameron had a meeting with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, to purposely cause an argument so they could get rid of him so he wouldn't be a problem and he so they could use Hendrickson as the Terminator and it was only when he met Schwarzenegger and Schwarzenegger came across with his ideas of how he thinks his character could be that it was, he, oh, wow. he was completely wrong and that Schwarzenegger wow. was the right person but he still wanted to cast Hendrickson which is why he's got a bit part as a detective and you kind of think if, if he wasn't so open-minded the this franchise would never would have worked out the way it was. No way. 
Schwarzenegger's anyway. career would have certainly gone in a different direction. And just that alone, that decision has changed so many people's lives. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, I mean, he's a great actor, Lance Hendrickson, and obviously he's brilliant in Aliens and or you know and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I could never see him as the Terminator at all. I just, yeah, you know, you just couldn't see it, could you? No, no, because I wanted him more of a human being that wouldn't stand out in crowds, <clears throat> which is why I didn't want to go with him. It was only yeah. again when I watched this tonight that I. Uh, I didn't realise Bill Paxton was in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. Game over, man. Uh, so so funny. And the other punk, um, Brian Thompson, who plays the baddie in Cobra, I didn't realise he was in it as yeah, well. Yeah, he is indeed. It's just incredible. These people, you think, wow, bit parts they had, and now kind of obviously not as successful. I mean, Bill Paxton's a legend. Oh, but, he is. Just for aliens. Yeah. He's a legend, just isn't he? So good to see these young actors here just making their mark, trying to make it in life. Uh, I just think it's brilliant. It's so Dick Miller's in it as well, isn't he? Is he's, he? Um, he's the guy that gets shot when he's selling the guns to Arnie from Gremlins. He's in it. So, oh, you know, another oh, massive yeah, actor that's a bit part in this yeah. film, which had a tiny budget. It just goes to show what relationships Cameron and that must have had with these guys to get them to agree to do it and yeah. just be part of it. And it's it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he must love Michael B because you've got Michael B in Terminator and then yeah. Aliens and then in the Abyss, isn't he? Or yeah. Abyss? I don't know how you pronounce it. Abyss, well, Abyss. Is, yeah. I completely yeah. about that. So. Um, Should so, we crack on with this? Yes. It's, uh, yes. I can't wait to talk about this. I have to say, it's, I've watched it so many times lately. It's just so. It's a classic, isn't it? It's a, it's a cult classic, and it's you know it's thoroughly enjoyable to watch, especially if you're a fan of it. So the synopsis is quite simple, really, isn't it? It's a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost instructable cyborg killing machine, sent from the same year in which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. Very. Now, I mean, that's a pretty radical sort of plot twisted line anyway, isn't it? Straight away. Yeah. Things from the future come into the past to change things. You know, one of those things they've always said, like, back to the future. You can't do anything in the past because it will change everything in the future and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, Neil? I mean, yeah, you're right. It's like the Terminator paradox because... Had he mm. actually killed Sarah or in the second one, John Connor, there would have been no reason for the Terminator to go back in time. Or go, yeah, so exactly. you, it's... John Connor could never be killed in, in like a roundabout way. If you look at the, um, do you remember the Time Machine? Uh, the, the Time Machine film? The film The Time Machine or the book? What, Hot Tub Time Machine? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, was it, was it by, by uh, Wells? The Time Machine, the book? They did the film, they remade it. And um, he built, um, basically, his girlfriend dies, yeah, and he builds a time machine to try and save her. But every time he tries to save her, she continues to die because he would never build the time machine had she not died. You know, it's yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's the first mm. like third of the film. And, and it kind of like reminded me about, about this, the the, you know, the Terminator paradox. Um, I mean, they kind of ruin it all later on, don't they? But but I mean, we're, we're obviously we're just talking about the, the first Terminator film and we're introduced, obviously, to um I mean, I mean, let's talk about the emerging scenes. The first time we meet both, you know, you know both are, well, arguably two of the three of our main characters. Um, but they're, they're very different, aren't they? I mean, 
I mean, you got Arnie turning up. He's clearly very robotic when he turns up. And what I like is the transition from you see what it's like in the future. Uh, you know, really, really horrible skulls everywhere. It just, just just looks like a horrible place to live. You know, this constant war. And then, and then, and then you've got, and then you've got the, and then what I do like is you've got the machines, and then it kind of like transitions into obviously like some pickup, not a pickup truck, you know, like a, a rubbish truck, rubbish yeah. truck, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but, but yeah, but it looks really, really mechanical, doesn't it? I, I, mm. I love that shot, and then then, it, then the guy gets out, um, and then then obviously you see you see Arnie with all that electricity, and I like. What I really like is when he first appears, it's the music they use, that, that dull, bassy, kind of. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Every, yeah, every time he's on scene, it's really, it's really good. And the way he looks around, and obviously, as, as you're saying, Stu, that's a, but then we see uh, um, Bill Paxton's almost cameo in, in, in this film, along with his two other friends. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? it uh, it's so good. I really didn't recognise it. I mean, you see Wang, don't you? I didn't know you that. You do, either. yeah. I know, yeah, I know. See his, see his Johnson. Yeah. It's yeah, incredible. Definitely. It really is. Not incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite incredible, I have to say. It's wang. It's incredible. <laughs> it is indeed. Is. We're, 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 getting, we're getting a T-shirt with Stu's face and that quote now. As well. Oh, so that's it's brilliant. Gonna yeah. be, it's going to be forever cemented. It's an honest beauty. <laughs> it's an honest beauty. Completely naked. He goes, he goes up. He basically kills two of them quite quickly. And he he punches through the guy's like stomach or chest, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's funny because he's sort of just repeating what they're saying. They think he's mental. Yeah, he's can't can't escape from somewhere. And then they just pull their flick knife. Yeah, uh, Paxton gets his little flick knife out. Yeah, and does fuck all basically gets his ass kicked. I have to say, if a guy like that walked yeah. up to me naked with his beauty, I would not <laughs> pick a fight with him. I would do whatever he said. He's a monster. He's he ridiculous, is, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he's so shy. He's such in shape. It's unbelievable. But he looks so menacing. And it's just his re-entry like, into this world compared to um, Reese's one. Oh, yeah. Is incredible. And you instantly... I can't, you instantly get the, the, the humanity, the, the, yeah. the human, the, the weakness. Because when I actually filmed this, funnily enough, uh, uh, Reese got the, the actual worst deal because when Schwarzenegger comes into the uh, the world, he's crouched down into that traditional figure. And yeah. the way they did it for Reese is that they dropped him <laughs> naked. Um, he had to roll off the side of a ladder, which was five foot in the air. Oh, so fuck. when you see him hit the concrete... He's actually come off a uh, a platform, which is with a plank of wood on, five foot in the air, hitting the ground for effect. And he said it was so painful. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just so good. And that's probably why you get that reaction from him, that when he kind of regenerates, that he looks in so much pain. And you can kind of get the fact that this guy is a lot weaker and a lot more human mm. And there's something strange. Even at that time, I did not know he was a robot. There's something really sinister and powerful with Arnold Schwarzenegger's character already, without really any words being said, which is so clever. It, it's just so well done. They can do that narrative without actually saying anything. No, you're right, Stuart. And, and I think what where this film is uh, is stronger than uh, arguably the other films, which are very similar, um, uh, is... 
this has the biggest difference between the bad guy and the good guy. Because going forward, it's just either a really, you know, most of them are just robots, aren't they? A better yeah. robot against another one. And this is the biggest difference. And I think and I think it's really good when you're watching it again, because you said you, you do see so human. You do see so he is so, so vulnerable. And the more you see of the Terminator, the more you're like, how are they going to, in the 1984, how are they going to kill it? Yeah, my worst thing for this is that he's so unlucky to be kind of be born down early and pick up a pair of trousers from a tramp that's probably got more shit in than a, a dinner tray. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. When the policeman arrives, he's like, the, the way the tramp is is quite, it's yeah. quite amusing, isn't it? And he wears those trousers the whole film as well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. dirty tramp, disgusting. That's really unlucky, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going full up. on commando. Yeah, he picks up some nice sneakers, but doesn't change his jeans. Mm. Never understood it. There you go. Nice, no, nice sneakers and jacket. I mean, you got that lovely scene uh, in, in obviously the uh, police, as the police are chasing him in, in the, the shop, where yeah, he picks up that, he picks up the jacket. And, and it's they, interesting, he doesn't kill that police officer, isn't it? That Schwarzenegger immediately kills two people, whereas he turns up and pull. Uh, takes the gun off the police officer just ask what year it is what day it is then just yeah. runs away so again you've got that kind of disparity between both characters of how threatening they are mm. you know that's yeah. absolutely and it's the worst search isn't it of that shop it is the they must be coming to the end of shift because it is a <laughs> shocking the token gesture light up the escalator nothing up there to see and no. carry on going. <laughs> I'm not being funny though. All he's done so far is nicked a pair of a tramp's trousers. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they after him? Uh, was it because? <laughs> was it? Was it because it, there was this big explosion? They, they did they see it as well? In the That's all I can imagine that they yeah. got pulled to like something weird happening down an alley, and they just went there, and now that's it. Really, I've got no idea. No, no, no. I mean, and it's not like they're going, shit, it's that guy from 2029 again or something, are they? You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> get him. God um, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, you're right. I, I did like that, Stuart. And I'm glad you, point, you pointed that out too about the, um, the, 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 the complete differences. And I don't think, I didn't really appreciate how big those differences were until watching this film for this review. And I know we say when you, when you watch it and you're going to review, you kind of watch it slightly differently, do you? Don't you? To, to, to like, to, you don't you watch it to enjoy it, of course, but uh, a bit more in depth. I can't really explain it, but you know. Yeah, you watch it with a critical eye, yeah, don't you? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your words, you're so more wordy than me. <laughs> <laughs> but he does so. go and take the, the the phone book page for Sarah Connor, and it's great that again it's down to the writing that they naturally say Sarah Connor. There's three of them there, and yeah. they show a woman, and you know that that is Sarah Connor. You, yeah. That doesn't need yeah. any explaining. And it, no, that no. works so well for so much of this film, I think. And that's what, and that's what kind of annoys me about films today. Where I think we're, we've all, we're always on about it on, on this show, where the director or the script is brave enough or clever or, or trust the audience enough to know, to know that. Whereas it kind of sees it in today. It'll be like, hello, I'm Sarah Connor. Or someone within about 30 seconds will be like, Hello, Sarah Connor. You know what I mean? And make it quite obvious where we're allowed to see that. And then it, that does get confirmed a tiny, a tiny bit later. But yeah, yeah, uh, they, they trust the audience enough to do that. And 
we, we see obviously the contrast between these two and obviously Sarah's just, you know, in a, on a little moped um, going about her job as a waitress. Um, and <laughs> not the nicest job. I mean, I always laugh when that was she's getting the order wrong, isn't she? And then, yeah. some, then some a-hole kid ends up putting ice cream in her in her pocket. And, and the guy goes, yeah, nice one, kid. And I'm like, well, I'm like, you should get the yeah. tip. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, what kind of shit show is she working? Yeah, it's nice, though, because it really levels her out, doesn't it? That she's like an everyday person and that, mm. that she's not from a, an army background and she hasn't got any special yeah. skills, as pointed out, that may help her later on in the film. And I think putting her in a position that she is kind of really makes her more human. And it's nice that she's not a screamer as well, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, you can tell that, you know, this is she's not ready for this whatsoever and we don't know what way it's going to turn at this point do we but you know she is just a normal girl doing a shit job that she doesn't really enjoy but she just you know she's just living her life she there's nothing overly special about her no no and 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 i I think definitely i think pay attention hollywood for 2021 yeah because this is how this for example in ripley amongst others how you write a strong woman yeah no definitely. definitely definitely yeah it's you know you don't need all that like Stu said you don't need to have this whole army background or whatever it might be it's just you know you see her character develop so much throughout this film I think it's written really well at the start she's just a timid girl by the end of it she's you know she's everything that she's expected to be yes it's very well done yeah definitely definitely and I again like the next scene when you get Arnie going to the gun store. The 12 gauge auto loader. That's Italian. You can go pump or auto. The 45 long slide with laser siding. These are brand new. We just got them in. That's a good gun. Can't miss. Anything else? Phased plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. Uzi 9mm. You know your weapons, buddy. Yeah. It's so quotable, purely for his accent, really, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant when he's going through his list of guns. It's, it's so much fun and it is brilliantly quotable. It is Uzi 9mm. It yeah. made that gun famous, didn't it? Yeah. It made that gun famous. And when he asks for the uh, pulse rifle, he's like, only what you can see, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the yeah. <laughs> playing too much halo um <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah and, and then he just goes and loads up you, you can't do that and then he just, just shoots the guy he's got no mercy yeah. what he just says why? he goes wrong doesn't he and then just shoots him yeah. in the chest <laughs> why do you think he feels and he just shoots him though what what yeah. reason i mean at the end of the day he's a robot okay I understand the other guys were trying to threaten him. He wanted to get their clothes out. Probably the quickest way of getting it. Why did he end up shooting the store guy? Is it, is it because he's going to rat him out? Saying that, oh my God, that, you know, you know that, that, that big muscly man. Just, I don't understand why. He's he... a Terminator, mate. They kill anyone in his way. I think it's because it's a weapon shop and that the guy's probably got weapons there himself. Yeah. And it's easier just to take him out rather than risk being shot. And I think it also... Mm shows to the audience that he's someone who will just kill anyone without any emotion even that a person's not a threat he will kill them in cold blood 
Yeah, I think, okay. again, it ups the ante to when you find out, when it gets to the point of when you know what his actual mission is, you think, oh, my God, he's gone through so many people and killed that poor old guy from the gun shop. There's no threat. So it so makes that, him a lot more sinister and evil, I think. It does make him a lot more sinister and evil. But the only reason why I'm, I'm asking that is because there's that scene later on um, where it's very clear he uh, the the janet is knocking on the hotel door and he goes fuck you asshole but but yeah. it's very clear when he chooses he 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 he's got these sort of subroutines or whatever you want to call it but he chooses what to say um uh, so so with with him i'd imagine with his computer brain this is, it is a clear choice for him to shoot the person it's just that i'm wondering why i know why i know why he did it but for the character why did he do it Cause i know it makes him look menacing but i'm wondering I'm, i just wondered why that's all yeah, yeah, I think it's just someone in his way. He doesn't okay. like Stu said, doesn't want to have a fight with anyone that he doesn't need to. But fuck it, I'm going to take these guns. I'm not going to have an argument about it. You're dead. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> dead. Bye. <laughs> wow. That's the you. You're dead. Bye. And then, and then that's pretty that's much it. it. Yeah, that's it basically. And again, he goes to the phone book and he looks mm. at Sarah Connor, which is really interesting. And It'd be inter- in this time, we don't have a yellow pages. So I wonder how they would do that now. Well, I think they'd probably... Facebook? To, yeah. He, he, they would do something like he could plug his finger into a USB socket or something. Well, that's what... They? Yeah, that's what the Terminator... In Terminator 3, that's what she did. She looked at the police yeah. thing and everyone's addressed, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody was. Yeah. Yeah. Not great, but yeah, but that's what she did. She plugged it into the police network in the police car and got, got addresses that way. Yeah. So I think there's something... I don't know, it's probably my age, but I just love the fact that they go to a phone book and he rips the page out of the phone book. And it would have been interesting if he would have gone to the same phone box that Reese went to. And when he looked down, there was no Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> <Reece went out. laughs> like, oh, fuck's sake, I've got to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? There um, is not Sarah Connor. <laughs> God, I know. Just head blows up. <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, if the naked gun did a Terminator spin-off, that would happen, wouldn't you? Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably realistically the only way to do it because I think Carl Reeves later on in, in the police station says they only knew her name and the city she lived in. They knew nothing else about her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, and then and then he drives, obviously, to the first Sarah Connor, which is not the Sarah Connor. Um, interestingly, he, he drives his stolen car and the toy lorry he runs over is a toy version of the lorry later that later used in the film it is indeed mm. i didn't even notice that ah look at that it's something you didn't notice G-O. i'm Facts. i'm impressed Facts. yeah Facts. it's only 15 minutes until we get our first proper sarah connor murder which is not a lot it, it gets going straight away doesn't it and it's a yeah a really sad death isn't it for this lady where she just she looks terrified she doesn't look 30 something is that how old she's meant to be? 30? Yeah, yeah. It's the hair. I think it's the hair, isn't it? It's the hair that does it. <laughs> it, it Maybe, exactly. that curly she's hair. opens the door. It's like, there's no way you're pulling that one off, love. You're blatantly no. in your 50s, but there you she go. Does, yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it's, that, it's that old lady perm, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't help. yeah. <laughs> but, it, but the whole thing is shot in slow motion, isn't it? It's kind of like Sarah Connor, yes. And then he busts the door open. And I do like the fact that it's shot quite you know, not quite at full speed and she's running away, shoots her in the back and then he basically shoots her several more times just to make sure. He shoots her in the forehead. You see the red dot on her mm, forehead. Yeah. And he yeah. pumps her. It's the other one 
Oh, uh, the, no, it's the other is one. Is it Ginger? Or? Ginger. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's great. I like the fact that when she's in the diner, her mates are like, you're dead. And she looks oh, at yeah. some of your name. That would be so freaky if you found someone with your name. Especially when it got to the second one, that they're being murdered. You think, oh, my Lord, this really, really isn't good. Yeah, that would be awful, wouldn't it? That would be weird. Seeing your name on the news as you know being dead that's that's especially in the same city and everything else like that or town yeah. or whatever that'd be weird it is, it is weird I mean, yeah i'm um I'm, I'm, i mean my, my granddad's got the exact same name as me so when i go visit his grave it says the exact same name which is always oh weird. wow yeah that's well, always a bit weird um yeah it is but but yeah it must be so weird it, it must be really weird and it's funny that because that's kind of what her friends would probably do oh look you're dead haha etc you know um at, at work which once again humanizes it and and I do like, and it's quite clear, despite having few scenes together, that she's got, you know, she lives with this, with this girl, they're really good friends, they've, they've clearly been friends for ages, even though they don't feel the need to talk about how long they've been friends for ages, thank God, but it, I do like that as well. Yes, an already established relationship, and we don't need, it doesn't go anywhere, so we don't need an arc or an explanation, do we, as how they're friends, and it, it just wouldn't add anything. And I, yeah, you, I totally agree, mate. We don't need it, so they don't give it to us. And yeah. it's very, very good filmmaking. Yeah, not a lot of padding out in this film, is there? I don't think. No, you, they you, give you the facts. Like the, the next yeah. scene is they show you in twenty twenty nine with yeah. Reese tracking. Mm. I take it the hunter killers are the spaceships, or are they the ground? Yes. The, no, they're, they're the spaceships. spaceships. The hunter yeah. killers are the spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So they're trying to blow up that kind of tank, aren't they? And again, it's the, the stop motion, the the robot, and you've got the rear projection, and it, it's just so good. They use walnut dust to for the explosions because it gave a yellow and orange oh, wow. kind of glow when they actually did the pyrotechnics on set, and it, it oh. just works so so well. When you think that's a model, and it's all rear projected on there, and it. it just fantastic for 1984 for the the scale and what they were trying to get it's just still really really good you can forgive everything with regards to the way it looks a bit cheesy just for what they were trying to get at that time that hadn't been done before and i think they it's still really effective isn't it oh yeah no definitely especially on that budget no 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 sorry james it's it's just i'm just agreeing you know to have this amount i mean like i said when you look at it and you're not looking at a critical eye you don't see those flaws you just take because it mm. it just draws you in doesn't it yeah but when you know that that's how they filmed it with the little amount of money they had it's just amazing it's it's blown me away a bit to be honest yeah and it's great that you see reese well this is a flashback in the car and yeah. again there is no narrative there it's just explained purely that he was a soldier in the future and that he's back in time. There's nothing to explain there. It's all visual and it's done so well. And I'm glad that they don't tell you. And again, this is what I said in the like the documentary, that when they do give the narrative, that every time they give it, it's during the middle of a chase and he's speaking really fast while the action's yeah. going. So you're yeah. taking in the action of what's happening and he's telling you as well. So yeah. it all the speed of the scene goes with the speed of the way he's talking, and it you, oh, wow. it, and it helps take the whole thing in of what he's saying, and you don't realise that because it's not a case if he sits down and says this is what happened, 
it's just a hundred miles an hour during those chases and it works amazingly well and if you ever sit down and watch it again and you see what they're doing with regards to when he's explaining what's happening during the car chase it's brilliant it's so clever it really is and it was i got more pleasure watching it the second time after watching that documentary um because it was it kind of helped the experience of enjoying it because you knew what they were going through to get this message across it's absolutely brilliant wow. yeah totally recommend watching it Definitely. i'll uh try and send the link out with regards to what it's called but i can't remember now but it's just really really good no, 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 definitely. Um, and and obviously, um, <clears throat> da, uh, while that flashback is going on, Sarah and her mate are getting ready to go out. Um, dancing. Think, yeah, dancing. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, Ginger's boyfriend, I think, is it Matt? Um, ends up, Matt, ends up, yeah. Yeah, calling over, uh, you know, funny on the phone, thinks it's Ginger, ha, I'm going to say dirty stuff to you, kind of nice. So they, they, they all know each other. Um, and then obviously... Uh, Sarah's date kind of cancels, but that voice is some is belongs to you know the voice on the uh, answer phone, but that cancels yeah. Sarah's date. That's James Cameron's voice. Is he really? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't oh, it? Oh wow, there you go. I know it's it's amazing, isn't it? All these all these little little, little uh, tidbits. But yeah, and um, so she kind of doesn't go on the date then, does she? She she doesn't go out. No, with she them. she gets mugged off, doesn't she? So she goes out on her own. But before that. It goes to the police station, doesn't it, with mm. um, Draxler and Bishop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bishop, basically. Um, and they're talking about the second Sarah has been murdered because we don't see the second one in the phone book being killed, do we? No, but I like it we just, don't have to see it, yeah. isn't it? And that's what's good. I like that because once again, a film made today, you'd have to see it, wouldn't you, to make to get that point across and yeah. trust the audience enough not to. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's it's good because I when I rewatched this again, I said, like, oh, of course you don't you don't ever actually see it, and like you say, it's very good, and they end up sort of they're trying to get hold of Sarah, aren't they, and mm. and stuff like that. So it it's quite interesting, but yeah, no, they don't go on the date, and uh, she she leaves, doesn't she? She goes out on her own, and she which feels is a weird like, thing to do, isn't it? That is a weird thing. I mean, luckily she did. Bit of a weird thing to do, and then uh, obviously while she's going on her own, Matt, good old, good old Matt and Ginger are having having a bit of fun. It's funny because that Matt, um, his character, that Rick Rossovich, always plays the same type of character. In Roseanne, he played someone who was a bit of a, a dork. He played Slider <laughs> and Top Gun, who was a bit of an idiot. Oh, he was, he, wasn't he? Yeah, mm, he always plays good. the same character, and he, I really <laughs> like him. And it's strange that he never made it like huge because no. He's a good-looking guy, and he's like in Top Gun, and when he's slider, he's ripped. And but he never went on to be. And in, obviously, he was kind of one of the, along with Steve Martin, really big in Roseanne, but he mm. just, uh, or Roxanne, or he just never made it just big, which is surprising. But um, yeah, he he kind of gives it a really good go later on, doesn't he? But yeah, the the nightclub is is strange. That Tech Noir, they built that. It was an old restaurant, and they wanted to call it Tech Noir. Because um, this was kind of film noir, the way they were doing it, and that's where they got the name from. And they, when they uh, they were so desperate for money that people thought it was an actual nightclub, so they got queuing up outside wanting to come in. And they actually <laughs> thought about um, taking the money off the people um, who were outside 
to gain some extra funds for the film because they were so strapped, but they didn't. But yeah, they just recreated the whole nightclub from um, an old disused restaurant. It's oh, wow. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, especially because... Really, really good. Because, yes, there's a pivotal scene there, but they don't really spend that much time there in terms of the length of time for the film, do they? No, it's the only time that Schwarzenegger and um, Reese are actually together in the same scene. They're never in the same scene, like, actually properly on set um, mm. in the rest of no. the film, which is crazy when you think it's one against the other all the way through, and that's the, the idea of the film. That's no, I know. Actually, when you think about it. But, no, you are right. You are right. Yeah. Because she finds out, doesn't she, that the second one's dead uh, because they, the cops use the press, don't they? Because yeah. she's initially in that pizza restaurant. So she then goes off and she notices that Kyle's behind her walking down the street and he's looking shifty. He's, he's not very good at playing aloof at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not creepy, I promise. Um, <laughs> so she runs into Tech Noir, doesn't she? And yeah. She doesn't realise that he's followed her in there, and she makes and then she makes sort of the mistake, doesn't she? She tries to phone the police and can't get through, so she phones home to talk, try and talk to Ginger. Yeah. But of course, she's got her headphones on whilst shagging Matt and doesn't hear anything. So, but you know. Oh, it's a great scene, isn't it? You're yeah. waiting for something to happen. And this scene, um, they reshot this scene and they used um, the home address of, it was Gail Ann Hurd, who was the, one of the writers. Mm. Oh, yeah. And they had to go back and they had to spray the door, the, like the front door a different colour, the door frames a different colour, so they could actually recreate what it looked like. So there was some kind of continuity. And it, it was a mum's address. and They didn't actually tell her mum that they were actually redecorating her house for this scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. God. Imagine coming home from work and what the... F- yeah, it's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. her actual bedroom that they were having the fight in. Uh, and it's great. And it, it really reminded me of... I don't know why. I think it's every time there's something getting killed in a kitchen, it reminds me of Halloween with Michael Myers. Well, it was, it was like shot almost like that kind of a horror film, wasn't it? This, this whole thing. Mm. When, the, when, when Arnie entered, you know? Yeah. It did have a very Halloween feel to it, just that this portion of the film, you know, this, this minute or three. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's just... The, the gun sound is so loud, isn't it? It's so piercing when you hear it. And as you said earlier, Neil, because it was done in slow motion of when she's trying to crawl away in... He's got that red dot on her of doom and he shoots her and she goes flying. And then he, again, he never shoots anyone just once, just fills her full of bullets with no remorse on mm. the face. And then you get that, oh my God moment of she calls her and it's her yeah. voice and she says where she is. And it's so compelling. It's really exciting. You think, oh my God, she's just given herself away. Yeah. It, it's so exciting. It's so well done. Oh, and they don't have to have any kind of explanation. She does it herself. Definitely. No, and then he exactly. searches through, doesn't he, and finds the picture of her because he takes her address book and the driving license. So he knows exactly who he's looking for now. Yeah. And she's properly screwed then. But again, I, I love the, what they do at um, Tech Noir. I, I think the suspense there uh, oh, is 
brilliant. It's so clever the way she avoids being killed, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's 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 pie chance, isn't it? Initially, because oh, totally. she knocks that thing off the table by mistake, and just as Arnie's walking past, or the Terminator, you know, he looks and she's not there, and then she gets up and she spots Kyle. Yeah. Doesn't she? So she's like, oh shit, this weird guy's followed me in here. This has got to be him. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Mr. Mr. Aloof has followed me in here. I, you know, you can just see the panic on her face. And then the Terminator spots her and she's just completely frozen, isn't she? On yeah. the spot. She just you can just see she has no idea what to do as this behemoth is walking towards her. Yeah. But I love the fact he crushed that guy's hand going in. though. As well. <laughs> gotcha. That guy didn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, Sorry, Sorry, Jay, go ahead, mate. Well, I was going to say, as you, as 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 you, um, I mean, talked about obviously the uh, aloof Reese. I do like, I do like the fact that, that it, clearly the makeup kind of went to town on him because he always looks really sweaty and tired and kind of malnourished, even though you, you know he's got muscles and stuff. But he always, he always has that really tired look and kind of like almost ill. I think throughout the whole film. Yeah, he looks like he hasn't slept a lot, doesn't he? And he, he kind of maintains that. As you were saying earlier, Neil, about when she's sitting there, it's really, I think it's more effective that she doesn't scream and the fact she sits there at the table with yeah. the, the same expression of just helplessness on her face that she's basically accepting her fate that she is going to die because she doesn't raise her arms to kind of put her hands in her way to protect her it's just that she kind of opens up to how helpless she is and that she doesn't stand a chance and she's accepting that i'm gonna die now and this is it and yeah. i think that speaks volumes about how helpless she is to the to her own fate and i love that without any words being spoken it's again in this film they do it so well it's such a powerful scene oh hugely hugely powerful it's just you you it's so much it's nice isn't it because most like you say most it would be instant high-pitched scream close up of the face arms flailing about in the air sort of action if you like and um it's nice that they've done it completely differently to yeah. that um there's a lorry reversing somewhere Oh, um, yeah. oh no, that's the yeah, that's the microwave that's the microwave fucking honestly um <laughs> <laughs> it's just it really sounds like you're in a corner shop, James. All I can hear is a bell going. As if you're getting customers in the shop. Customers, yeah, yeah, I've got to go a minute. I'm going to put the microphone yeah. on mute, sorry. Got a few cigarettes to sell. Have you got any semi-skimmed milk left? <laughs> 20 B and H, please, mate. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we were now, mate. I don't no, know but that's in the technoir. The, 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 the panic in her face and the acceptance of death and fate is completely gone the moment that uh reese opens up with his shotgun and takes down arnold schwarzenegger uh, but uh, the, the look you've got another customer jay the look on his face <laughs> when arnold schwarzenegger gets up <laughs> what is that what is that mate it's, honestly it's, it's not me now it's nothing i'm i'm literally i'm literally standing here i think michelle's making sure the kids are in bed i imagine that's what the noise is Freaking um, protests during rush yeah, hour. Was, I think rush hour you're emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, I was emptying the <laughs> dishwasher, wasn't I? 
I'm gone. I thought you were doing it again. No, no, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. Do the dishwasher at the dining at the dining table doing nothing, uh, but but just listening to the oh. two of you trying to hold in a fart. That's probably the worst thing I've done. Oh my god! Just let it go, mate. As they say in Frozen, let it go. <coughs> yeah. Um. So ten to ask you for the third time. Yeah, he gets Sportsy gets shot and he gets up. And from my memory, I've never seen anything like this. And it really was a case of what's actually going on why mm. why does he keep getting up he's not got a bulletproof vest on what's what's wrong with this bloke and i think that adds to the whole mystery but we, obviously mm. we soon find out because it then kind of goes on to a uh, reese giving the uh the story but when he's actually jumped on that car it's a mechanical arm that he punches through the window that they had set up behind arnold schwarzenegger so he goes to punch through the window and it's actually a mechanical arm that goes through the window. It's oh, wow. really, really clever. It's so, so good. And I, I like what I do like, I think, at this time as well, is when he hits Arnie, uh, the Terminator, you actually see a dent in the front of the car as well. Quite, quite a prominent one as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it's this... just great. He looks evil as you want, doesn't he? He does. This is also where you get the famous line, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. When he's pulling her up off the floor after the, the shootout. But no, the, the car, the, the whole chase through the alley is fantastic, isn't it? When he blows up that car and sets him on fire and you can see his hair's all burnt from it. And then, yeah, I didn't realise it was a mechanical arm that shot through that. No, wind screen, no. You know, Yeah, you actually see a... him go to punch the car. If you, as I say, if you ever watch it again, you go to see him punch it. But then they kind of pull back only for a split second, and then the arm goes through the window, and that's the uh, obviously the mechanical arm no. that they're using to to break it. And, it. and interestingly, when they actually filmed in different locations at the time in '84 um, in uh, New York, that they had a massive bug problem, and they kept spraying different parts of the city to kill all of these bugs, and it seemed that every time they kind of went on, because they had to film this in order of the way it was done due to the injury to um, uh, Linda Hamilton, because, because so she could kind of, uh, yeah. her, so it was a running. And when they actually go to the sub, uh, the subway and they're kind of sleeping in there and it's all hazy, that's because they've sprayed loads of dust and the kind of um, uh, crop dusted the whole area to try yeah. and kill these yeah. bugs. And okay. they said that everywhere they went, seemed to go, that they were crop dusting everywhere. I'm not talking about farting, that they were just spraying everywhere. And they said it was awful conditions. Thanks, Jim. I know, I know when I hear crop dust, I usually think passing wind. So thanks for clarifying I, that. I, I always do. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what are you trying to say? Your, your, your farts kill bugs. They can do. They can oh do. Um, but yeah. So and in the car, that's when he starts talking about what's actually happened. And he explains it. And to be honest... If someone kidnapped me, dragged me in a car, and I'd just seen someone be shot and get up again, I think that everyone was insane, and this just really, really wasn't happening. And I, I really feel sorry for her. The, she actually manages to hold it together, and I don't know how um, Sarah Connor does that. No, oh, you can see it in her eyes, can't you? She's absolutely freaking out. I mean, her acting in this, Linda Hamilton, is brilliant. She portrays the whole thing fantastically, but yeah, she is absolutely shitting herself and she's got kyle trying to explain shouting at her 
and you can just see how she's like, fuck, fuck. This guy, he's just shot some guy that got back up again, and now he's kidnapped me and shouting in my face about yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. I'm here to help you. I'm Reese, Sergeant Techcom, BN38416, assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. It's very important that you live. This isn't true. How could that man just get up after you did He's not a man. Machine. Terminator. Cyberline Systems Model 101. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's Schwarzenegger's face. When he's driving that car, when he's looking around, it's, obviously it's the makeup, uh, and he's kind of made more android-looking, more kind of synthetic. Mm. It's really good. The, the, the colour of his skin, it looks very, very synthetic, and I don't know whether that's because of the, the latex wasn't that good, or but it looks fantastic. It looks so fake and looks like he's a corpse, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they really went to town with the details. Because when they, he obviously got set on fire or the explosion, they removed, or they've obviously put stuff over his eyebrows to make it yeah. look like they've been burnt off and stuff. And that's why he looks really unusual. But most yes. films, you wouldn't get that, would you? No. At all. They no. really went to town with the, the little details to make it really believable. Yeah, and I think that makes. It is those little things that makes a huge difference that this person clearly cares about the continuity of what's actually happening. And that's great. Otherwise, people like us, when we're watching it, would pick it apart and just say that it's not very good. Mm. But but yeah, the car chasing is is really, really good. And I love the shooting. Both of them at certain points were being towed by camera cars um, so they could get some really, really close action. Which, which again you don't see but it's lovely knowing that this is the way they actually did it and this is the way things were being filmed and it explains that why sometimes the the car's moving and they're not actually steering that way or got hands on the steering wheel but <laughs> the when they're shooting each other and the car actually crashes into that wall and he's gone it's so creepy and sinister it's just like what can actually put this guy down He's been shot numerous times. He's driven into a concrete wall at oh, yeah. 50, 60 miles an hour, and he's still alive. There's no trace of any blood. And you just think nothing can stop him. And to, to have the idea, the concept of a robot that is dead set, his only mission in his life is to kill you, and he will stop at nothing to kill you, is a really terrifying concept, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's awful. It's it's. It is terrifying. Could you imagine? I mean, what could you do? You know, especially over here, there's nothing you could do at all, is there? It's no. It's ter- It is petrifying that there it could actually happen. But it's, it's it was all after, wasn't it? Because they they find they find the parking lot to dump the car, and that's when Carl really sort of <clears throat> explains as much as he can in the short amount of time we've got about the Cyberdyne in the future and why it's all happening and stuff like that because he admits that he's from the future too and that's when she tries to escape and bites him and you know he says you know terminators don't feel pain but i do you know please don't do that again and it's (laughs) and all that sort of thing and he sort of explains about the different types of terminators it sort of goes into a bit of background and it's interesting considering at this time there wasn't any 
if you see what I mean. This wasn't born because it was born from a dream, wasn't it? And yeah. the idea. But they've managed to come up with enough to really pad it in the sense of a story. Yeah, you definitely. Know, it's been going on for that long that, you know, there's different versions of it. And and obviously the flashbacks and stuff, you know, it nods to the fact that dogs are how they detect them and stuff. So it was really clever. But yeah, then the, the cast chase was it was fantastic but the look on that copper's face when the, the they obviously pull them all out don't they and they go over to the cop car and there's no one in it his face is priceless he's like what the yeah <laughs> is he yeah. disintegrated it's like what what's going on yeah but they still don't they put it just down to like pcp and stuff like that that he's on and just he's some kind of junky freak nutter that that she's got nothing to worry about and Again, they say you're in a police uh, station full of 30 cops. You've got nothing to worry about. But, I mean, little do they know. How wrong they are. But even the doctor in this, even at number two in Terminator 2, I really didn't like um, Dr. Silliman or Silberman. Silberman. Yeah. Earl Bowen. Yeah. He's such a a slimy, know-it-all character. And the fact he gets is not too much, not enough, for my opinion, get, doesn't get his comeuppance in number two. It's just, I don't like him. I really don't. He's a showman. This is great stuff. I could make a career out of this guy. You see how clever this part is? How it doesn't require a shred of proof? I mean, most paranoid delusions are intricate, but this is brilliant. Why were the other two women killed? Most of the records were lost in the war. Skynet knew almost nothing about Connor's mother. Her full name, where she lived, they just knew the city. The Terminator was just being systematic. Uh-huh. Well, let's go back to one other Look, thing. Look, you have heard enough. I have answered your question. Now I have to see Sarah Connor. He's not a nice character at all. But, no. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, because prior to that, it's the first time that he tells her, doesn't he, about the fact that it's all about his unborn son, her unborn son, John Connor. And that's yeah. why he's being, she's being hunted, is the fact that he's, she's gonna, you know, give birth to John Connor, who's the savior of the humans against the Terminators in the future. And then, like you say, you go to the cop shop, and he's a slimy bastard, and he's Silberman, and yeah. they, they, they record him talking, and you know, he's, you feel sorry for him, don't you, Kyle? Because he's not from this time; he is from the future, and. He's trying. He's trying to be honest, and this Silverman guy is just mugging him off. Oh, he's he, mocking him. Yeah, completely. mocking him massively. You know, oh, why didn't you bring some ray guns and all this sort of shit? And it's yeah, he's an arse. Right, really is. It's just um, yeah, but he doesn't. And surprisingly, I don't kind of know why uh, he doesn't get his comeuppance, especially when you think the both the other detectives do. And mm. he doesn't, and it's. I don't know whether they had that forward thinking about what possibly he could be doing, or the fact he's a doctor, that he's no threat, that he wasn't killed, and he didn't go to Challenger Terminator, he didn't have a gun. But it's interesting he didn't die. It, yeah. It's it's strange. I'd love to know the decision making behind that. Yeah, no, definitely it is odd, isn't it? Because like you say, he goes into this cop shop because the next scene, isn't it? He gun, the actual Terminator turns up. And ask well, yeah, you, you, you see the bit where he's actually fixing his injuries as first. Oh, yeah, you? that's before that, don't you? And that is some good stuff, isn't it? Oh, that's brilliantly done. I mean, yeah, it's so good that the fake arm and 
the, the head they had was massive. When he's looking in the mirror, when he's taking his eye out, it's a, it's a, his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger standing behind a massive robot. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I did wonder how they did it. Yeah, and so he's kind of moving it and he's doing it um, himself and taking it a bit out. And it works well. And I think they can get away with it because of the way Arnold Schwarzenegger looks. He, he's a very strange looking guy. I mean, he's not ugly, but he's got very defining features mm. that he can pass for an android. And when they kind of do it looking so synthetic that he can get away with it. And the film really benefits from that, that they can do that, that he's not really good looking. I think if it would have been the other way around, like Reese, he's a good looking guy. He looks a bit like you, James. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> and oh, they wow. couldn't get away with it. <laughs> no. No, but no. It's, very, it's also, I think when you actually look at Arnie's face, especially then, it's very symmetrical as well, isn't it? Um, I know all faces, but I think I think you know you could cut down the middle, and both halves will look, look very much almost similar, um, like a mirror image. Um, yeah, I, I mean, some people would say this is this is one of the few special effects that, that do date the film <coughs> when he's doing this. Uh, but I think I think kind of like the RoboCop films we we're, we're, we're talking about. For me, I don't know. It's because we've seen it before. And, and this film is part of our generation of growing up, whether you, whether we, we're too forgiving of it and stuff. But it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But are we being a bit biased with that? I don't know. I don't think so, because I think at this time, they were pushing boundaries that hadn't been pushed. And Oh, they were, absolutely. So this was top of its range, and the guys involved were top of their field. So you, you can't get any better. And I think that looking back now, you have to look at rather than, yeah, I can see that that's a, a robot because he's looking in a mirror. He's kind of right eye or left eye, which way you're looking at it. Mm. It looks so fake. It doesn't look real. But you kind of think they can get away with that for two reasons, as in he is a robot and that's maybe what he looks like. And plus, at this time, my reaction back in 1984 or even 1987, 1989 was still one of it's incredible. How on earth did they do that? And even now, I didn't know how they did some of the effects until I saw the making of. So I, I, I don't. There is that nostalgia, but I think back then it was so groundbreaking. It's going to be dated because it's '84, but they were so ahead of their time. Well, I think when you look at James Cameron, the history of his films, anyway, a lot of them are ahead of their time. This one, um, Terminator 2, Titanic, um, you, you know, um, the, the the Abyss, Avatar. Um, yeah. to, name, to, to name to name but a few he's always been ahead of his time and he's, and he's always asked quite a lot from the people acting I know I know they had a miserable time filming the, the abyss I know I, I mean the example you gave to you of um, a Reese's five foot drop I think I think he wants people as passionate as him about the film they're doing you know and I do and I do think he's a hard taskmaster ta- hard task I don't know whatever you want to call it um, but I do, I do think he, he expects the best. But because of that, you, you, you see the results. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I yeah. think that's evident in this. Just just the fact that they've got a robot head, which has got stubble, which has got sweat, which has got hair like Schwarzenegger. It's just brilliant. And yeah, it is outdated. And you can tell it's a robot. But nostalgia, 50-50, whatever, I just think it's great. I, I, I'd have that any day than special effects and yeah. blue screen or mm. green screen in some star wars looking crap face you know 
Yes, some CGI fest as, as, as like the uh, the prequel trilogy kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, yeah. especially around then, you know, it, they did the best with what they got, and it was believable. You know, you've seen films newer than this that have tried CGI, and it's been it looks awful. So mm. I think you're right. I think you're right, Stu. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but um. I mean, you've got the, and it does make me laugh when they're back in the police station and they're all chuckling at themselves about how bonkers Reese yeah. is and some of the things he said. When you do get um, Lieutenant uh, Traxler, when he's talking about this is the Kevlar vest, this will protect you from this and this and this, and you think you have not got a clue <laughs> what is coming. You've got some guy on screen telling you that you really need to be afraid and he won't stop until you're all dead. And it's just so funny that the confidence in the police with their ability to protect her to in real life of just how much they can't protect her is absolutely fascinating. What I found funny about it was um, Bukovic or, um, you know, matey boy from Aliens just kept trying to tell stories and he (laughs) just kept shut up. It was brilliant. Just kept getting shot off, didn't he, by a sergeant. It was hilarious. Do you know, to answer my own question. The reason why he didn't die is when Schwarzenegger walks in, that he walks out. Yeah. His it, pager goes. So. Ah, there you go then. Ah, so I don't go. think there was any foreshadow of number two with it. I just think it was uh, something they did. But. Yeah. Oh, he's still alive. So this is a prequel to Alien. Aliens, you know, maybe. Oh, this is no. This is Doctor S- um, Silverman. Silverman. Oh, Dr. Silverman. Yeah. yeah. Silverman walks out. Okay, Bishop dies, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He tries to be a hero later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silverman, yeah, Silverman walks out. Um, yeah. And you get the um, classic line, don't you, from Arnie that he kind of made it up himself, unbelievably. I'll be back. Yes. Really? No, yeah. for so, I, I hired one of them. I, I just wanted to say, to say I will be back because that's what a robot would say, and the other one said, "No, I think I'll be back would sound better." That's yeah. what I heard. I don't, I don't know which one was which though. Who? Who who wanted what for that one for that scene? I'm not too sure, but it's a lovely story though, isn't it? I know, I know, I know, and uh, uh, you know he kept his promise, though, didn't he? Well, he did, and from there it's he <laughs> it just goes on a, a huge killing spree, killing just everyone. And again, that it's interesting that everyone's trying to kill him, and that no one can. I, I've got to be honest, if I was a policeman there. And seeing everyone else, I just lay down. <laughs> Will you imagine him doing it to a British police station? I mean, uh, you know, here's why I have to get back, uh, or something like that. I'd imagine. <laughs> yes. you know, it's some pepper spray. Have <laughs> that, have that. Shit, it just wouldn't Tasering work. Tasering him, yeah. Well, maybe tasers would work. Who knows? Oh yeah, true, true. Maybe. Honestly, if I was a policeman, <laughs> push you in front. Taser him, James. Taser him. So <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Throw you out! I missed. Hit him! Oh, it'd be horrendous. Watching this again, how the fuck have they got so many ridiculously powerful machine guns in a yeah. police station? I did find that odd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Much about it. It's mental. I'm surprised someone doesn't pop up with an RPG and just drive yeah. it up. <laughs> Jesse yeah. Ventura comes out from Predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got time to bleed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I never know why people keep on shooting him when they're witnessing their colleagues shoot him and nothing happens. Then they just jump in the way and shoot. What is the point? You are just going to die. It, 
it's just surely it must always be about getting home. You know, <laughs> yeah. it must be about getting home. <laughs> That's it. I'd quite happily just say I was running to help you out. I just twisted my ankle. And, you know, I would have been there for you. But that's it. Been a Peter good. Griffin and just laying there rubbing it crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be me, honestly. I've got the physique already, so I'm halfway oh. there as it is. He'd still kill you, though, wouldn't he? As, as we've seen, wouldn't he? You're, oh, you're there. If he, if he sees you, you're dead, basically. I yeah. liked it, though, because this is the first time you see through his eyes, don't you? Yes. When he's walking through it and he goes and cuts off the power, which I think was to cause confusion and perhaps to see better. Because obviously he sees in red, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think it was it, it was, again, another little clever thing into the fact that he is this robot and stuff because it's the first time they've done it. Mm. Oh, I like that. Brilliant. Yeah, it is so good. And it's great the way... Sarah's hiding behind the table and you get that figure who's for some reason walking like a robot and uh, stops by the door and you think, oh my God, she's had it. It's a Terminator. And it, thankfully it turns out to be Reese who does come and rescue her and they get out. And that's when they spend uh, the night. Well, I don't know why they don't go in the car where it's nice and warm rather than spend it the night under a bridge where <laughs> it's just going to be disgusting. But again, you get kind of more of a, an arc of where he's been and why he's there and stuff like that. And it, it's great, her reaction, because she's actually starting to accept it and believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? that she's? But I guess she's seen it for her own eyes, hasn't she, twice. Oh, yeah, he's, he's mowed through a police station, hasn't he? Now? He's mowed through that, and he's the one that's come to save her. He hasn't just said, well, fuck you. I'm off. You know, <laughs> you told you. I tried, <laughs> but you know, he's he's still come back, isn't he? And that you can see that relationship form in the fact that he's she's starting to believe, you know, all the stuff that's coming out of her. She still can't quite believe it because it's insane. If someone turned around to you and started saying all this stuff, you'd still struggle to believe it was true. Oh, oh yeah. If, if someone said I'm going to give birth to someone, it's going to save the future race. It'd probably upset me. Um, but yeah, um, but but we do I'd be have surprised that. if you did, James. To be honest, but you know, I know you you are good at miracles. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks. But we but we um, we do have that. We I think one of the really good flashbacks, don't we, underneath that bridge, mm. of basically a a what I can what I can only see with a Terminator infiltrating obviously one of their bases, don't we, with Reese there. Yeah. And it's interesting. Oh. Each, each each time Reese is there, I think at, at least. A couple of the flashbacks, he nearly dies, and we don't really see how he escapes. No, and it's true actually, because he's burning, isn't he, in that mm. car? And then yeah, this one he's pinned down because that um, T six hundred is in there shooting everybody up. Yeah, the lovely um, red eyes they use. Yeah, which yeah, is really good. And that guy who was um, bursting in there, he was, um, I think he was kind of Mister Olympic or Mister University. He was one of Schwarzenegger's close friends oh. and he uh, got to play the part of one of the Terminators, which is why he's equally well built like um, Arnie is. Mm. Oh, OK. Because ah. when he's on the floor as well, isn't he? And he's yeah, know, he's been had his ass kicked. The picture and you got the, burning yeah. is the one that's at the end. Which is, yeah, uh, which is quite it interesting. is foreshadowing and a bit of other foreshadowing is uh, obviously the dog's barking as well. Yes. 
Yeah. Which gives us our first insight that they use dogs to to do it, and there's some more around that later on, isn't there? But it's a very it's the, what I liked about it is just it really showed how gutty and shitty it was then, and how much they were struggling. The fact that there was kids huddled around a TV which basically just had a bit of fire in it. And yeah. that's what they use as entertainment. And there's some others chasing a rat around to try and kill it for something to eat. You know, it was, it know. showed how fucked up it was. I know. And, and the, I know we're not talking about it yet, but, um, but then when we did get Terminator Salvation, that was disappointing, wasn't it? The first two built it up to be really horrible. You have that brief scene in Terminator 2. And when we did get to this future, it was a bit, oh, okay, fair enough. It was disappointing, wasn't it? I think. Do you guys end. know Terminator Salvation really well? Uh, I've, I've got it and I have watched it quite a few times yeah I've only ever seen it once that's all and, and uh, you're disappointed I don't remember what it's about I don't know which one it is <laughs> honestly I think it's basically the story enough, of John Connor when he's actually in the future it's one with Christian so, Bale in that, yeah you. Christian Bale is John Connor oh, okay no I, I honestly don't remember that one whatsoever no. so no i don't know yeah. I, I don't know i can't remember any of the other ones apart from one two and three i can't remember any of them whatsoever i've got no recollection of what probably happened. a good thing if i'm honest yeah so, I, quite, I quite like salvation because it's a different perspective rather than just churning out the same type of movie and over and over again but yeah it has got its problems it has got its problems but i'm looking forward to if we do go to review that far oh I'm sure um, we will. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. But it was almost like I they could it it could have died. It could have been so much better. They couldn't have Neil. That's yeah. the thing. That with that premise they had, it was almost like you have to try hard to completely fail. They didn't completely fail, but I think between the three of us, in about ten minutes, we could come up with a better story. Um, oh, I'd imagine we, we could. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I hope but, that I love the films that you two hate. I love that. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think you will. I'm very confident oh, you won't. Oh, come on, James. He likes Rush Hour 3 and fucking oh, yeah, shoot that... them up, for Christ's sake. Oh, I, yeah. don't know which is I don't know which is worse. Yeah, Rush Hour 3 or shoot them up. I'm really angry about shooting because I, I never did make the pod podcast for that, but I, I, but I did watch it, and it was very upsetting. I think I read your score out like I did with Rush Hour. So, Well, fucking minus 10. Yeah. No, I don't um, think that's the score I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine it probably wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was very much outnumbered on that podcast. I, have to <laughs> say. I, don't, I got I got you back when it comes to those two shit shows, they, mate. Don't they worry. both gave it six out of ten. Huh? Yeah. They well, both gave shoot up six out of ten, and I gave it a big fat zero because of how fucking awful it was. Oh and my there god. You go. Well, Neil, there's, anyway. no cure, there's no cure for being a see you next Tuesday, is there? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking giving those two bloody films up. But yeah, but so, but I mean, under the bridge, it's, it's good. And then they end up going to a motel in America. We don't have many in England, do we? It's a no, but no, we don't have motels, do we? I don't think. No, um, but they go to a motel with a kitchen. Has exactly. to have a kitchen. Yep. Yeah, but you do and, get to see before that of Arnold's famous line, don't you? Fuck you, asshole. When the guy is oh, actually, that's, that's when the guy says you've got a dead animal or a dead cat in there, and he comes back with his famous line, which is, which is great. I always wonder whether that was made up. What? What? Uh, as in, as in, like, just thought on the day. Yeah, we just thought of some some kind of response, and 
it's a full solid. I'll just go with that, and that works out really well. Well, it's quite... that, that... Sorry, sorry, Neil. No, go on. No, but that, that's what I was saying about, about his choices, wasn't it? Why does he choose to do certain things? Is it, is it because that's the most realistic one and it'll make him go away? I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, you see him, don't you? Because mm. um, depending which cut you see, it goes through and it, it, he chooses a response. Mm. And he chooses well, that one. Is another response, is it? Well, it has the same response, but I don't... Because I think, depending if you're watching the extended version or whatever, you actually see his through his eyes and he's choosing a response in his brain and he, oh, he chooses okay. fuck you asshole yeah yeah um so i think he's trying to sound as human as possible if you see what i mean uh, as in just i don't want to talk to you right now fuck you asshole yeah fuck you asshole so yeah it's but it's good so, fun, uh, the, the part that i'd never seen before when it goes on to is when she makes a mistake and I was surprised that Reese didn't actually say when they're in a hotel room and he goes out to get supplies yeah, don't I don't know. Uh. And it's great the fact that she rings up who thinks it's the mum and the mum is obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger um, dubbing the, the voice of the mum and mm. at the time I'd never seen that and I, I don't think really I've seen it in anything else since it was so so clever because it's the voice the dubbing over is so good by Schwarzenegger that it's brilliant. And you kind of think, is there anything that this guy can't do? He can just go to the address because he found the, the address in the uh, phone book. So I take it that Sarah Connor's mum's now been murdered. Uh, and it's great because a similar thing does happen with the, the mimic in number two, doesn't it? With the foster parents. Yeah, yeah. it happens in earlier in this film as well because he mimics the cop's voice in the car. Oh, that's right, on the radio, doesn't he? He does, which I never understood why he called up for that job. Mm. No, it wasn't a domestic. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't I a mean, domestic. He's driving around. Why does he have to radio up and say, yeah, I'm on Olympic or whatever? Like, he just... He just yeah. I, People's I never voices. Got I know, I know. It, I never got it. It was nice to show no. that he can obviously mimic a voice, but he had no reason. It's not like he's going to go and arrest them, is it? You know? No, it's just so <laughs> odd. I found the whole thing. like, okay, well done. But yeah. So I know, I know, I know, Neil. It, it, it is, it is, it is. I, I, yeah, and I, I do like that scene in Terminator 2. I mean, that's, that's now become a meme, hasn't it? That Terminator 2, you know. It's just like you and I, Neil, phoning up through saying, Watching our 3 was great, wasn't it? And he goes, he goes, no, it wasn't. And we're like, Neil, Stu's dead. The real Stu's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they got to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the so giveaway, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the give- that's the giveaway. We've we got to go, Neil. Uh, we're not going back there again. <laughs> no. <laughs> T-1000's there. Um, <laughs> but what did you think of the, the bomb-making scene between them? With Reese and Sarah Connor. The bomb bit, I yeah, didn't mind. They're showing him how to make bombs and stuff like that. Which is quite fun because they need to do it. And he's obviously a soldier and everything. But then it's weird that she starts getting these feels for him in such a weird sort of way. And then she starts asking about how girls are in the future, which is a really odd thing to do. And then yeah. he admits to being a virgin and never being with anyone and then he's in love with her which again is what the fuck are you doing you know you got this and then obviously it all plays into it in the end 
but I found it very odd. I have to be honest. I don't think that would yeah. be the first thing on my mind. That's weird because she asked like, "What are the girls like?" As if out yeah. of jealousy, it's like you've seen anyone in the future. Yeah. It's really you got their stuff at home, have you? Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, it's it's a plot driver. There's something there. It's you know, it's all about it. You know, we find out more about it as, as it goes on. It plays yeah. into it massively, but it's very odd, isn't it? I'm not being yeah, funny. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's forced. Maybe that because maybe that's too strong. But it's kind of like in that area of, of yeah. right. We're going to have sex now. Uh, you, you know, or, or they come up with like almost like a MacGuffin uh, for John Connor's birth, haven't they? For that little twist we kind of get at the end. So yeah. Is it, yeah, it's one night virtually that they've known each other, and yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. hours ago he was insane. Because you know yeah. what, it's, he's lucky he didn't pull out, you know. Fuck <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true. Can I, can I imagine yeah, that? Didn't go he's had a sex to me. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine, can't imagine that pulls out and credits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end. <It's> one time. <laughs> What has this turned into? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it does feel a bit weird. I, the the only thing that I, when I was watching it, I, I kind of thought, okay, it's because they've been so through so much together, and it's been so emotional for both of them that naturally they're they're drawn to each other with the adrenaline and stuff. Uh, maybe I don't know. And when they when they have like a cue moment, you know, between the yeah, two of them, possibly, in possibly. my head, that's kind of how I wanted to justify it to try and, you know, yeah. But it, as Neil says, it is a bit weird. Yeah, Sorry. it does seem a bit strange, and it. I remember this when I was younger as well, and I remember this being a really uncomfortable scene for like to yeah. watch it. It's really great because it's so violent explosions. So you, your mum's in the room, <laughs> you don't mind it. Then there's that lovemaking scene, and suddenly you hate the film and don't want to watch it ever again. Yeah. They're, gripping, yeah. they're gripping the duvet, and you think, "Oh, please stop!" <laughs> oh God, I know, I know, I know. And you know, if you're watching it in your room, your parents are coming in at that moment as well, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Absolutely. That's the way it works. Blatantly. Always. Um, and then, um, it's kind of like the next morning, isn't it? From the top of my head? It is, uh, yes. Schwarzenegger comes in and kicks it down, and he kind of shoots his load in the bedroom as well. So. Yeah, because yeah. they get woken up by the dog, don't they? Yeah. There's a dog outside, and then, you know, it leads into the dream. So they get woken up by the dog and run out the back, and then he shoots up the bed as well. Yeah. Yeah, and this is only 20 minutes from the end of the film, so they wrap this up really, really fast. It does, doesn't it? it? Just, you know, it's an hour and 45 minutes, isn't it, the film? Oh, is that there's action it is? throughout. But this, this, yeah, these next 20 minutes is just non-stop yeah. going for it, isn't it? It's yeah, it, it's really, really good. The, the chase on the motorbike, and again, to, to turn him into more of a, a cyborg, the fact that, he comes off his bike and then goes under that truck and it's a oh really my gosh. good scene yeah, being dragged by that truck. Oh, yeah, the whole thing when they're throwing the pipe bombs out of the car to try and kill him on the bike or, you know, get, knock him yeah. off the bike and stuff and they're, they're all going off and then Kyle gets it, doesn't he? He gets shot. And, mm-hmm. and, dro- and drops one, doesn't it? Well, drops one. Yeah, he drops yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, a bomb, thankfully. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear that. Version. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> oh 
Excuse me, have you got the uh, Terminator film? Yeah, I've got this one. Uh, is that the one where you hear him drop one? Uh, <laughs> well, it's not going to make a difference with trousers, though, is it? At this point, so. <laughs> no, it's true. It's got all sorts in it now. Um, <laughs> he does, has he? been officially lowered by you, James, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can talk. I'm not talking about pulling out. The soldier, there is no, no mention of people dropping one. No, no, no Vars are mentioned at all. Um, uh, yeah, so Sarah's obviously driving and she smashes him into the um, into the railings, but in, in doing so, flips the truck, doesn't she? So yeah. this is when you start seeing her sort of really growing, I think, mm. because obviously Arnie gets smashed by that lorry, doesn't he? Right in the face. And... Yeah. I thought the driver bit was fantastic. He kills the driver, doesn't he? And he just gets in the truck and goes, get out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you would. You and fucking look at his face again with uh, when it goes from the like the puppetry of yeah. uh, to Schwarzenegger's face, uh, the makeup, and you can see the metal coming through where the skin's broken and that, that red eye again. Oh. It's so, so good. It's just so scary. And the way Schwarzenegger delivers it, is absolutely brilliant uh, that Sarah's being chased by this massive truck. And it's great the way it's again, great as it is convenient that he's got a pipe bomb left and he pops it in the back of that truck. And I always wondered when I watched this, why he jumps in that massive wheelie bin, but the explosion, uh, if he didn't jump in there, it surely would have killed him, but it's oh, huge. Yeah. Oh, it's massive, isn't it? It just sends uh, enlightened fl- flames of fuel yeah. because it's a fuel truck, isn't it? And there's just fuel going all over the place, which is on fire. It, the, yeah. It's fantastic, isn't it? And it lands all over the bin that he's jumped in, which is, yeah. you know, so it's he's very lucky he found that yeah. bin. It's another rear projection, and it's a really good model. It's so realistic when you see it, it's on fire. Oh, yeah. And, and but, again, you can forgive the, uh, the special effects being a bit bit wavy, considering it is uh, 1984. But, yeah, it's absolutely huge. Yeah, like you say, though, it's it's when, you know, they were trying stuff that hadn't been done before. And it was brilliant. It was fantastic. But this is when you start to see Sarah sort of become more of a leader than just a follower. Because obviously Kyle's injured, isn't he? And she's forcing him to get up and she's telling him what to do. And it's like role reversal almost, isn't it? Yeah. She comes like full circle, doesn't she? Yeah. But it's nice that she's starting mm. to believe because she's obviously now fallen for him and she wants him to survive and she wants to, and she believes it. She's sort of pushing herself to, to be what she needs to be to survive. And I thought it was quite clever. Yeah. And the image of when they're cuddling, I think it's all over. When you see the, uh, the, the exoskeleton rise oh. up and that yeah. picture, that is the one that when James uh, Cameron had the image of the robot coming out the flames, it is if you can see it on that documentary, it's virtually identical to what he wanted with that skeleton behind the flames. That's amazing, it's, isn't it? It's so so good. The the stop motion animation is brilliant, and this had never ever been seen before, uh, like a robot that was just unstoppable with the red eyes moving around, and I, and they were just um, red camera lenses which they can get the effect. Yeah. But it, it, it's just great. It really is. They had so many different robots. They had half a robot, which when they got into the factory, they put on someone's shoulders and he walked with a limp 
to give the impression that it was from the perspective like at the top of the robot. And again, they built half of the robot with robotic arms um, so they could use it when he punches through the door. The work that went into it that had never been done before and they wasn't too sure where it was going to work. It's just so, so clever. When he's walking down that corridor, the stop motion robot is brilliant. It is. And I mean, like you say, it's dated mm-hmm. now, but you still love it. Yeah. Even when you watch it, it doesn't take away from it whatsoever. No. But yeah, because and I love the continuity of the fact that he's clearly fucked because he's dragging his leg along, isn't he? And yeah, you know, yeah. it's not it. The whole thing's done so well. Big question though to you two. When you first watched it, did you think the Terminator was dead? Did you think that was it? Well, yeah. when you see him fall out the truck, don't you? Because he starts walking about on then, fire. Yeah. And then falls to the floor and you're like, oh, he's got to be gone. Yeah. He's got to be Me, dead. Yeah. Me and too. then he just pops up again, doesn't he? And like, shit, it, an egg. And then it's obviously the the skeleton and he's like, shit me. There is no stopping this thing. But you'd never think that they'd go as far as putting it as a skeleton and that they'd start all over mm. again with a, a kind of another robot as it was that they just after again. And I thought he was dead. And the fact that you saw him laying there in the flames, melting away. And for this to come back, it kind of raises it up another level, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's the teeth. The teeth on there look so sinister. And yep. even though you know that this is just a head that they're moving around and someone is just controlling the eyes remotely and he's on the back of someone. Still, it's great. It really is. You really believe that it is that robot walking around and it's just superb special effects. I could watch the end of this time and time again. Oh, yeah. It's timeless. Yeah. And did you do you think that uh, Reese had to die in it? Do you, do you think that he, I know he kind of drops it that he says to her like you're gonna have a baby and everything and that the father's dead and um, that's all I know about him do you think it it would have been different or would it have ruined it if he would have remained alive or do you think he had to die um yeah I yeah, think he probably did to be honest to push Sarah's character into who yeah. she needed to be yeah what do you think Jay yeah, it's a weird one. Um, if this film was just a one and done, probably no, maybe. But I think because we had the sequels, I think it would have hurt it had he lived. I know it's a bit of a cop-out answer, but... Yeah, I think he had to die because he said that he died. And at the end of it, as you say, this could have been like a one-shot wonder. But the fact that it ends with her pregnant and he's dead, like the audience at that time would be saying... Well, he must be the dad, and because he hmm. died, and it kind of all fits it together nicely. Yeah, that's without, true. Without any explanation, and because it would have been terrible if at some point uh, she would have said to someone, "Oh, they would have said, oh, you're pregnant," and she'd have gone, "Yeah, his name's Reese, and he died, and he was from the future." But don't worry about it. It would have been awful narrative. <laughs> yeah. To have that. Yeah, it would have been. It would have so, been. So, but, but again, because he put that pipe bomb in the Terminator to, to save her. And again, that was his mission to not to have a baby with her. It was, that was fate, but to save her, he, he had to die. And I think it's great. I mean, the robot blows up and what they did was they actually blew a robot up, but to avoid um, injuring anyone on set, they made it out of plastic. 
so they blew like a plastic robot up so bits of metal um wouldn't go around and injure anyone so oh wow really really good thinking because i'd be the kind of person who would think of that after when you've got half the camera crew and lighting <laughs> covered in bits of metal <laughs> cut to bits at this point once again i gotta ask did you two think on first watching terminator's definitely dead now now Reese is yeah, dead as well i did yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, she's laying on the floor she's obviously got that piece of metal stuck in her leg and she's then found that reese is dead and i thought oh you know shit you know it's really sad and yeah i thought he was dead again yeah, you saw wrong the robot I was. blow up. Mm. So you have to be dead. Yeah, for, for me, this is just, this is one of the scariest bits. Like, when, mm. Obviously, it, it kind of does its best to rise up again, carries on. And you're like, oh, my God, half his body's missing. It's still trying to complete its mission, and it's following her. And they're kind of like even to the point where she can't run because of her leg. He's got no legs. You know, and 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 he's ch- and he's chasing it for this industrial industrial thing on on the on the conveyor belt, and they get into that crusher, um, and then she just makes it out, doesn't he? Where she puts the cage down, and it's still really scary though. But one of the scariest shots for me, um, other than him coming out the fire, is when she enters the crusher. She turns, she, you see her look back, and you see that, and you see it with the red eyes and the teeth again, still pursuing her. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd probably cry at that point. It just um, doesn't stop, does it? It, it no, just no. keeps going and going. And this was when, um, I don't know if you guys are watching this whilst we're talking about it, but when they're in the press, that this whole press is made out of polystyrene. And when he's being crushed, the smoke that you can see on the screen is the cigarette smoke from one of the, the crew members mm. to mask the the effects of the, the, the polystyrene tinfoil robot that they were actually yeah. crushing at the time. And it's it's just brilliant, but it, it is scary. I mean, he's reaching out, trying to get her. and He almost does, doesn't he? Helpless. The hand's got yeah. almost around her head until she goes, you're a terminated fucker, or whatever, which is a, what a line. You're a terminated fucker. Do you think that's a good line, or, or not? Bit James Bondish, bit James Bondish, but bit I, I, cheesy, I, I liked it. it. I liked it, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cheesy. But... It, it was, it was very kind of... Uh, McLean, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, I'm glad it was the right button there as well, though. She was very confident, wasn't she? When she pressed it, it was, had it been another one, and, and the whole thing opened up, you'd have gone, "Fuck! Oh dear, wrong one. I'm dead." Roll credits. Yeah, roll credits. Yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, you did see her kind of like try the other one, and I don't know whether she was guessing or oh, this one looks like the the, the press down one. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, it was good. And I like the fact when we get to the, I think it's the next one. As I say, my memory of these films is so bad. that the arm that's hanging out is the arm they've got in like a metal, yes. uh, a glass case, yes. isn't it? Yeah, and they've got the glass, they've got the metal arm and they've got the chip from its brain. Yeah. But not the leg, not the leg. That was severed as well. The whole leg. They and didn't bother know, with the legs. At the end of this, right. when Reese is dead, when he's being zipped up in a body bag, isn't he? Yeah. For extra effect, that was a suit bag that James Cameron had in the back of his car that uh, Reese actually got inside and they zipped it up for the effects of a proper body bag. So oh, wow. it's really makeshift, isn't it, for effects? I, it's so I didn't funny. even know that, no. I know. No, I didn't realise that. I thought it was like a body bag they would have got from a hospital, but they were <laughs> no. so desperate, didn't have any cash. They uh, got his suit, suit bag and... Uh, <laughs> He crawled in there. 
So it's, oh, it's amazing. It still astonishes me. This whole thing, it really does. It's just, it's just so high, high quality for such little money. It's just yeah, it's, what they achieved with oh. nothing almost, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the final shot at the end where she's in her jeep, and where is it she's going in her jeep? She, I think it's Mexico, but yeah. I could be wrong because in number two, there's friends. She, they do go to Mexico, don't they? Where she hid they all do. the guns, no? She's yeah. got her friends in Mexico, so I think it's Mexico. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay, and the highway where she she obviously talks about um, the story. She's putting everything on tape, so it's all documented of what she's been through and stuff like that. And the the, the final shot that they get when she's driving down the highway was what I said earlier. Was when they went to somewhere yeah. so remote. And had a little dot on the high on the horizon. It turned out to be that police car, which again led to a, a, a really really funny story. But it's just so good. It really is. And the way they left it, whether he had the foresight then that he was thinking about a second one, but the the way they're able to tie the second one into the first one is genius, isn't it? It's so clever. I don't I mean, know if it's luck or just. I don't know. I think it was just good writing. I mean. I bet they sat there at the end of this and must have all given themselves a massive pat on the back saying, how have we produced something so good with so little? Yeah. Because you've seen films with millions and millions, like tens of millions more than this, and been absolute flops. Yeah. Haven't and they? no one likes a flop. No, no one likes a floppy one. No, oh God, no. No. I wasn't referring no, to you, James. You no, no. Pardon? I said you remain <laughs> confident. I wasn't referring to you. No, no, no. I'm, well, mate, I'm, I'm 40 now. I'm on, I'm on the blue pills. So. <laughs> so, no, no. In fact, in fact, I think well, that, that we, we should make Viagra and that should, that should be our marketing strategy guide. No one likes a flop on our packets. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm in. <laughs> Sold. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much Terminator then. Um, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, I, I, I'll go first. Uh, five out of five, ten out of ten, best bit, all of it, worst bit. There isn't really one. But if you're really, if I was really being critical, um, I think Neil opened opened the wound up of basically the the whole sex scene kind of feels a tiny bit forced. Maybe yeah. that I don't know. Yeah, um, that's probably the weakest point, which isn't really. But that's for me. That's kind of like almost nitpicking rather than everything. But I think really, really good. And be well, what I can't wait is when we review number two and we discuss which one after watching number two is 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 the best. Mm, what, yeah, that would be interesting. One and two, or yeah, one and yeah. two. Yeah, there's <laughs> the rest are films in the franchise, but there's only two really good films isn't there um, and yeah. i'd have to i'd have to pretty much agree with that james to be honest i'd give it 10 oh, out of 10 i recommend it to anyone to watch i think it's a must watch film for anyone mm. um especially a sci-fi horror fan it, it's it has to be seen to be believed for how good it is um and with all the information that stew's given it it's just made it even more amazing oh, definitely I'm, yeah, to please link us that. Send that link yeah. to that documentary, Stu. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, best bits, all of it. I just, I love the script. I love the idea. I, I, I love the fact, the actors in it. I think they're all absolutely fantastic. It's been just done brilliant. Yeah, the only low point is probably the very weird sort of 
sex scene that was a bit like you said the word that you didn't really want to use which was forced i think that's the only bad sort of rushed yeah. shoehorned bit in that i would i would have liked to have changed somehow what about you Stu? i agree with everything you said mate i i think yeah it's uh top marks and um i, I think that yeah the i don't know it's the worst bit it's not the worst bit i think it's just sort of the whole film is so good that Mm. kind of a bit where maybe they could have done it a bit different um i don't know how any a lot of time they had to make the film was that the love making scene but i think it's it's absolutely brilliant and i recommend everyone just who's not seen that film or for a long time because most people have mm. um just on youtube it's called uh, creating the terminator and it interviews everyone the cast um the people at the model maker special effects watch that documentary it's an hour long and then go and watch the film again and you will appreciate the film um in a whole new way but yeah i think it's a, a brilliant film five out of five and it's just so so good so ahead of its time oh, there we go boy there we go yeah. i mean excellent Let, what about you yeah, joe no, no, something five out of five ten out of ten great oh super duper stuff um, he wasn't yeah, listening to yeah. you, was he, Jay? That's shocking. He freaking wasn't, was he? Freaking was shot. He is shocking. Um, <laughs> <is> shocking yeah. <laughs> so, from so. We, I've not seen the film in a long while, and I, I don't like John Connor in the next film. I find him so irritating. You don't like I, children, though, do you? So. I don't like children, to be honest. Like, <laughs> but that's why I never want to do Peter Pan or anything like that, because it'll just do my head in. But, yeah, so well, well, we're doing Harry Potter's, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But are you expecting many, to give the how next? How many Harry Potter films are there? There's seven, aren't there? Seven, eight, what, is it seven? Eight, eight. There's seven books, eight, eight films. Ah, oh, oh, okay. But are you expecting to give the next film the same score? Just yes, if I'm honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched I'll, it. I'll... The last time I watched it was three years ago, so we'll see. Okay. And you th- you say it goes downhill from here, from number two. Uh, two I think onwards. So there's definitely a decline in it because of the way that two ends. So they've had to shoehorn the rest of them. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? It is awful. It's it's another one of those cash cow, this is too good to let go moments in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, two, I for many, many years, I said that two was my favourite ever film ever. Wow. Wow. Oh, this is, oh, pressure's on. So, there's a hell of a lot of pressure there so how many films are there in total then uh you got six. one two yeah rise of the machines salvation which is which and then uh, you've got genesis dark Fates, the most and dark Fate. one, and then genesis which which if you think if you, if you think rise of the machines messes it up wait till you wait till you watch dark Fate and genesis yeah you're gonna be i, I think you're gonna be angry i've never seen any of them so uh, it's going to be my angriest review ever, I think, because we haven't done the we haven't done the most recent Star Wars one. Or even Man so, of Steel. No, yeah, no, I, I I would rather watch Man of Steel than wow. those this, last two. It's it, going to be, be so interesting then, mate. I'm I'm going to be those, those last two Terminator films. I hate that. It's going to I'm going to be fueled by hate, pure pure hate. I hope will, I love them. Will get me through that. You huh? will love them, Stu, because that's who you well, are. Yeah, I really hope <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. He, he loves it. He loves it. He loves Rush Hour Three. He probably thinks Waterworld was a commercial success as well. But I yeah. actually, you know, I like Waterworld. No, no, don't, don't. Say it. Yeah. You like Waterworld. You like Waterworld, yeah. do you? I, I actually enjoyed that. Oh yeah. no. I thought it was very good. Is Waterworld was... that bad? 
No, it's not that bad. It's but I think not, is it? It, it, it? It's one of the biggest flops, though, isn't it? I think that, that's what makes it really yeah. famous. Oh, yeah. And all the problems they had, I think, in production. I don't think it's a great film, but, I, I, yeah, joking aside, I don't think it's as... It, it gets an unfair rap for being really bad when, let's be honest, there's, there's many other films that are a lot worse. It's yeah. no Street Fighter, is it? Let's be fair. It's oh, oh, amazing. Yeah, really. I love Street Fighter. Yeah. No, it, just, it was I compared it. to the budget. The worst thing they did was go on about Waterworld and the yeah. budget as it um, yeah. to world. And I think that was their, their massive mistake because as soon as you tell someone that the budget's this big, uh, people are naturally going to assume that it's going to be some kind of amazing film where... Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know what the budget was, but I know it's just something absolutely. It was the biggest budget, big. wasn't it, for many many years? It wasn't it wasn't overtaken for a long time, was it? No, I don't think uh, it was. No. Um, so what's the biggest no. budget film now? Is it is it the Avengers, the the, the like the final two Avengers films? Or so Waterworld was 175 million. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and when would that have been made then? Uh, sorry, bear with me. That oh, was... 95. Yeah, 1995, that was. Wow. That's a long time ago. That's unbelievable. Now, oh my gosh, yeah, definitely. That's crazy. So, I think the biggest now was Endgame. Yeah, but that's such a good film. But Which was 400 yeah. million. Wow. Do you know what the second ever biggest was? This will surprise you, I think. Titanic? No. No, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, what a rubbish. I hate that franchise. I cannot... 379 million to make that film. Oh, wow. Terrible film. We've, do- we've done the first Pirates, didn't we, I think? I'm sure we've done the first Pirates. We've, we've yeah, that. I didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't no. like it? I like the first one. Yeah, I, it's really I, good. I don't like them. I can't stand the Pirates of the Caribbean films. They get bad really quick, but the first one is not bad because it's something different. I suppose that's why I like it because I quite like pirates. And I like the first one, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the second one, not as good, and I like the way it ended, kind of like an oh, this is going to be interesting. They they tried to make a empire, a, a pirate of the Caribbean empire version, didn't they, with the way that ended? I thought. Uh, I thought give me Rush Hour three any day, honestly. Oh, piss, That is 99th on the list of most expensive films ever. Which, go, which goes to show you Rush can make a quality three. film with a good, cheap budget and still get the comeback from it. So Cheap budget. There you go. There we go. I, really, I, I bet you, mate, mate, I could, I could get, make more money curling out a turd and putting it on YouTube, I'd imagine, than Rush Hour 3. Depends. If it was made of gold, then you probably could. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I, anyway, the YouTube channel is there. Thank you to everyone who subscribed. We've gone from in four days, I think, thirty-nine subscribers to seventy-two or something. So oh, wow, double! It's really, Thanks, really good. And everyone who's downloaded uh, the videos, thank you so much. It's really, really getting big now. I'm on the last one of the Shield, uh, season one. So I'll be doing season two next week, and we've got. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we've got episode six. We've got the oh, final one, which is going to be wait. so exciting to, to talk about. James, are you interested in this series or not? You weren't off, so far. Often fuck. Oh, dearie what? me. What? Dearie me. I yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it when uh, I stopped watching it when they made that little political statement about the police. And I thought, what a joke, you dicks. And uh, I stopped watching it. Wow. 
Wow. Are you sure you're not watching Line of Duty and you're getting muddled up? <laughs> no, I've not. I've not seen actually any of the new series. I, I'm, I'm saving it until I'm. I, I, I've got. I, I think I've worked my late late shift. I'm saving it till then. I want to tell you who the killer is before then, so don't worry. You, you do that. You do that, and I'm going to take away everything that makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a wicked man. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Film Realcast on YouTube. So many more podcasts that you can listen to. The Film Realcast, the Apple, uh, Android, everywhere, every kind of platform, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. So you can check out a lot more nonsense than we've spoken about tonight. And it's all thoroughly entertaining and it's free as well. So thank you for listening and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thank you.